And he went, oh, yeah, I spoke to the old lady in the chair. And it was the lady whose funeral they were at. Good evening and welcome to episode 6 of your Ghost Stories podcast. Tonight you're in for a fright. Turn down the lights, settle in and prepare yourself for an eerie journey into the world of spirits, phantoms and things that go bump in the night. Are you fascinated by the mysterious and the unexplainable? Do you find yourself drawn to the whispers that linger in the darkness? If so, you've come to the right place. This is your Ghost Stories podcast. Right, so Jamie, have you heard uh, the latest in the news this week? Go on. Woman who married a ghost on Halloween now wants an exorcism to get rid of him. <laughs> no way. <laughs> she's had enough. Yeah. Uh, how long has she been with him for? Five months. Oh, wow. And then uh, then he ghosted her. <laughs> <laughs> her name is, check this, Rocker Brocardi, 38, from Ox- Oxfordshire, married her husband, Eduardo, five months after meeting him on Halloween last year. Oh, wait, this is this is a serious thing. I thought you were telling me a joke. No, no, this is this is uh, this is serious. But she says that now she wants to end their marriage as Iwado, who she claims is a ghost of a Victorian soldier, because he's stalking her. <laughs> he's everywhere she goes. She can't get away from him. <laughs> Quite a great name though, Eduardo. It's a good name for a ghost, isn't it? it yeah, it's pretty cool actually. I might, uh, I might get a pet bird and call it Eduardo. And stalk you everywhere. I'm at the end of my tether. I don't want to admit defeat, but it feels like being married to a ghost just doesn't work. <laughs> no shit. It took her five months to work that one out. I think she's nuts. <laughs> this week, we have Faye from Brampton sharing her experiences. So without further ado, do you want to introduce yourself, Faye? Hi, yeah. Um, I actually live in Hampton now, but I grew up in Brampton. My name's Faye. I'm a mother of one, and that's all there really is about me, to be honest. You reached out to us, I believe, on social media and uh, said you had some stories to share. Um, so, yeah, we hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. Have you listened to all the episodes? Yes, all of them. I'm a big fan, girl. You're our number one fan. You've beat Nigel's mum. <laughs> oh, finally. My dream's come true. <laughs> She'll be upset about that. <laughs> oh, don't tell her. Don't want her to beat me up. <laughs> we like to start the show um, kind of asking, so what are your beliefs with everything ghosts, paranormal? Like, have you always been a believer or a bit of a skeptic? Or um, I was a... I'll believe it when I see it before. So I am a believer now, but I'm not, I don't think everything is a ghost. Not everything, not noise. It's like, oh, it's the ghost. I'm a, a believer with skeptic tendencies. I think that because my husband is a massive skeptic and he's very logical, so he can work things out that I'll, I'd be like, oh my God, it's a ghost. So, uh, like, uh, aliens, yeah, terrified of them. Don't want to talk about them. <laughs> Nigel's actually an alien. Yeah, kind of uh, tell. I, I can believe that. <laughs> It is good to be uh, to have someone around who is skeptic because it almost uh, sort of um, grounds you, so you don't get too yeah. uh, ca- carried away. Because the whole sort of um, I get it, especially if if uh, if I'm with a group of people and they start to panic, it makes me start to panic as well. And it yeah, just, yeah, it could be you know someone's thrown something, makes a noise, and it freaks you out. But you're only freaking out because everyone else is. Yeah, my husband's just like, oh, come on, you know it's not that. And I'm like, no, it's definitely a ghost. It's definitely a ghost. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean because um, I spent 
when I was much younger. I was probably about 18 years old. It's quite naive and everything. And I was working in, in an office and um, one of my good friends, uh, he was very, very into conspiracy theories and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love a good conspiracy theory, but I also love a good fact. And uh, I think, you know, as long as there's evidence and proof behind it, then it's, it's worth listening to and worth looking into. But yeah, any kind of conspiracy theory that um, he would bring my way, I'd be like, whoa, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It's funny how things change when you get older. <laughs> but did you bleed the Queen's a lizard? <laughs> that was one of the first ones he told me, actually. And uh, <laughs> we, we actually high-fived the guy who came up with that. We high-fived him at a protest in London uh, a few years ago, David Icke. Well, she's Love. a dead lizard now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dried up on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do you think the Queen's a lizard? I mean, King, oh, King Charles, he definitely is with them hands, isn't he? Oh, he's definitely a lizard, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Bursting out the skin, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Try to shed. Well, he's definitely cold blooded. That's uh, That goes without saying the uh, people he's hung around with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, all right. So, let's talk about ghosts. So, um, so just for our listeners at home, Faye, I know it's rude to ask, but uh, how old are you? I'm 36 this month. 36, cool. So you've had 36 of life experiences and ghost experiences. Yeah. So if you can, take us all the way back to the very beginning and tell us your first experience with the paranormal. Okay, so we moved in uh, to a house in Brampton when I was 10, so a very long time ago because I'm very old. Uh, so we moved into this house and it was, it was a lovely house. It didn't get any weird feelings. It was it was beautiful. And um, we were there a couple of months and then we could hear what sounded like somebody running up and down upstairs. But it would only be me and my sister that would hear it. So I was 10 and she was 12. So I know that people say that when you're coming into being a teenager, you're more likely to experience paranormal stuff. So we'd hear like, Proper, like somebody was running full speed and we knew it wasn't our neighbor because he's he was like we could hear him so we knew his noises and we knew it wasn't our cats and then so we were like to our parents like did you hear that and they were like no no we, we never hear it and we're like home alone and then as we got older we would hear it more and more and then my friends would come over and they would hear it and then we would hear like banging on the floor things started to go missing and that's how it all started and then, how old was I? So when I was about 14, 15, so the, the banging and the and all the stuff disappearing went on for quite a while. And then when I was 15, I saw, um, it sounds so weird saying it, but I saw a ghost for the first time. And it was 1.30 in the morning, I remember that, because my cat had woken me up because he'd sat on my head. And because it's what he did. And um, so I woke up and I was all like, oh, what's going on? Why are you sitting on my head? And then he stopped cleaning himself and he just looked at the wall. So I looked as well. And I just saw this apparition just come out the wall that had no face. And it really, really slowly started to like move across my bedroom. Like it was like it was completely silent and it looked like like smoke. And it went slowly into like my parents' room. And I know it wasn't, um, I can't say the word, sleep paralysis. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that because I was, I was fully awake. Like I was fully awake and I you know my cat was awake as well, as weird as that sounds. So that was the first time that I was all 
were like, oh, that's what all that noise was. So how would you describe the way this looked? I know you said it kind of looked like smoke, but did it look like a person or was it just kind yeah. of a, a ball of energy or? No, it was a woman. So she had like, I, I couldn't remember the clothes. It was just, I know it's like really stereotypical, but it was white and just hovering way off the ground. And so like kind of like a clothes kind of turned into like nothing and it had like a trail behind it. So like, you know, the what you think of a ghost, that's what it looked like, but it had no face whatsoever. So you could see everything from the head to the toes kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Full, full body apparition. And I shat myself. <laughs> Do you say it went into your parents' room? Did they did they say anything the next morning? Or, um, did they experience anything or was it they asleep? They were asleep and I didn't say anything when I got up because I was kind of just like, that was weird. So I went to school and I was told my friends and they were like, yeah, your house is fucking weird. And then, so I came home, I told my mum and she was like, where did it go? And I was like, your bedroom and her face went a bit white, like, oh God. <laughs> and then I found out recently, I didn't know this until my sister told me that my mum saw it before I did, but she never mentioned it. She saw the same thing. What about um, your dad? Did, did your parents, both of them experience things in the house or? Um, I don't know if my dad did. Like, he's had ghost experiences in the past, but he's like, you know, the protector. He wouldn't say things because he doesn't want to scare because we were quite young. But yeah, so my mum, she now denies it and we don't know why. She's like so scared she's become a sceptic. It's funny you say that because my mum does the same. So me and my two older sisters, uh, if you've heard the podcast, I when I was talking about my experiences in the first episode, um, we hands down swear that that house was so haunted and uh, our mum to this day denies that it wasn't that it wasn't <laughs> but even she yeah. things happened to her and she she even saw apparition and stuff and the, when we talk about it, she's like oh no it wasn't she's the mum thing isn't it like you're saying they're trying to protect you and uh not, yeah not make you be scared yeah because she's all like oh that didn't happen we're like we i remember you screaming because you saw something cause this is another time i'll get onto that but she saw something and she screamed the house down but she's like i think she just likes to pretend it wasn't real yeah but um yeah but i found like so my sister said oh mum saw the same thing as you she just didn't tell you because she's not before me she didn't tell you because you would have been terrified because it was in your room so how old is the house i think 70 so it's not really old but the only research we've done for it is a man died there but we never saw a man we saw a woman so i don't know yeah so i don't know what was that's a bit strange in, like i think brampton was all filth before from what i've gathered from what my nan used to go like, oh this was all fields when i was young yeah i think i think it was um a bit like saint Nears, where most of that was just like all fields until you know yeah um, building new houses and stuff but yeah, it's a bit strange yeah who knows what that area was or could have been you know hundreds of years ago even thousands of years ago yeah because she looked old that was like what i could see of her clothes what i can remember they were old like not a bit pretty older than victorian so pretty pretty old so that was the first time i saw her that wasn't the last time i saw her though wow oh wow carry on i kind of for ages i would sleep in my sister's room because i was like i'm not going back in there no way and then eventually i obviously felt braver and i went back in and then i didn't see anything for like another year like we still hear the banging and stuff would still disappear and then reappear, like all that sort of stuff. 
And then I woke up again at half one in the morning. I can't remember why. I think my cat must have sat on my head again because he did it all the time. And I woke up and I saw her head, I saw her face this time. And like, I was just like, nope, and left that room. Like, I'm out of it. And then I would never sleep in there ever again. And my sister moved in there and I moved in her old room. Do you get the feeling that maybe your cat could sense it as well and was kind of looking for comfort? Yeah, every cat we had would just stare at the same place. Wow. We were in that house a long time. So, but every cat would be freaked out by the hallway or this one corner that she, could, she could, would come out of. I think it's a bit of a myth, but I'm sure we've, everyone on this call has heard it. Um, but they say, you know, animal, you know, as they say, animals can definitely sense things. They've got more senses than us. Um, but they also say that animals that are afraid or, you know, if the house is haunted or whatever, that apparently the animals won't go up the stairs. But I don't believe that's true because uh, my, my dog at my mum's house, he uh, he's up and down the stairs and so many weird things have happened there. So, uh, yeah. It depends if like the spirit is me- malevolent. How's the word? I'll say evil because <laughs> I can't say the other word. You say you saw this uh, face. Um, so what, what was it doing? Was it just coming out of the wall sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like very slowly her face was just coming out of the wall. I don't think, fuck this, I'm out of it. <laughs> I'm done. There's no more. Do you remember the expression on her face at all? It was just completely neutral. Like she didn't know I was there. Just doing her thing. That's creepy in itself. Isn't yeah. It? Floating away. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't know I was there though. What would you have done if she looked at you directly in the eye? I would have shat myself. Just <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> and I would have been proud of it as well. I wouldn't be ashamed. I don't think I would be able to keep a cool composure. If if I saw something now, I think, you know, the same thing would happen. You know, <laughs> explosive gut syndrome. That happens on a daily basis, then, it, Nigel? <laughs> uh, without the ghosts. <laughs> My sister never saw anything in that room, but she would be like on her computer and she would feel somebody was standing right behind her all the time. Or she'd be in bed and feel like someone was in the room. Something was definitely sort of um, located to that certain bedroom. Yeah, we never really had anything downstairs. It all just happened upstairs. So like um, when I moved into the smaller room, on odd occasion I'd be in bed and I would feel someone leaning over me that wasn't there. It was just, it's weird because it, we were terrified at the time, but it wasn't a hor- it wasn't a horrible feeling. It was just, this shouldn't be here feeling. Do your parents still live in the same house? No, they actually moved out about eight years ago and it was really hard to sell the house because it was quite um, a big house. Like we got it quite cheap because it was haunted, but um, so it was a good location and when people used to really like it because my dad um he's a welder so he made like this six foot black metal knight outside the house so it used yeah it used to get loads of like people want to come and see in it so but selling it was really hard and my mum got a um phone call from the estate agent that said he went to show a man around today walked in and went oh god no i can't do this and he ran out and it wasn't the end. We've got a lot of people going like, this house doesn't feel right. So we felt like she was waiting for the right family to come along. We named the ghost as well. So, What was her name? Agnes. That's a good name for a ghost. Yeah. We just called it, oh, Agnes is playing up again. So that it was quite hard to, for parents to move. Obviously, you're a fan of kind of ghosts and stuff. Uh, have you listened to 
the uh, BBC Four podcast. I think it's Uncanny. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yes. I didn't actually know about it until after we started this podcast. Um, a friend recommended it. And yeah, I think I've listened to all of them now. But um, just going back to what you said, I find it really interesting about spirits kind of being connected to uh, teenagers. Because, um, yeah, that's that's come up in so many cases before. I don't know what it is. Like, what could it be about a teenager? Is it their their energy or their kind of naivety? Like, what what do you think it could be that's kind of attracts them to teenagers? I've heard it's something to do with hormones because your whole body's changing. I don't know how that's the thing, but this is what I've heard from other ghost programs and podcasts and stuff. But yeah, that the hormone change is like they they get attracted to it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're onto something there. Um, because from personal experience as well, when I was growing up, um, I I was very kind of emotional, angry, uh, and I, a lot of things happened to me around that time. So um, yeah, I think you're you're right. You're definitely onto something with with hormones. The more my friends would come over, obviously we were all like 13, 14, it would then like it would go mental. The banging would go mental. Like it just like it obviously loved teenage girls like Jimmy Savile did, you know? <laughs> it's that sort of ghost. <laughs> Like my friend, yeah, what are these bloody teenagers doing in my house? So my friends saw things as well, and they were like, "I don't like being in the house by myself." Like, one of my friends said that the way my room was set up, so my room was kind of like it was the box room, yeah, and um, but it had like a little alcove, and like my CD player was there, and I was turning off a CD at the time, and she's like, "I'll meet you downstairs." She waited for me on the stairs. She said she saw a shadow come out of my room and run across the hallway, and then like ten minutes later, I came out. Wow, that's creepy. Yeah. So she was like, she was like, she's pretty cool ghost and stuff. Like, she doesn't get freaked out easily. She's like really chilled. And she was like, can we just go? Please, can we just go? And I was all like, yeah, okay. Like, have a friend scared off. <laughs> so did it feel kind of evil or was it kind no, of. No, no. It just. Just uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it's like, she shouldn't be there. That's how it felt. But not evil, just I don't like that I'm not home alone because you never, ever felt alone in that house, ever. Yeah, that's not a nice feeling. No, like, I, w- I would hate it. Like, if my parents would go away and my sister was away, I'd stay at a friend's. I thought I can't stay in this house by myself because I'm a coward. <laughs> I'd, I'd feel the same, to be honest. If I have to be in the, especially in my old house, if I had to be in there on my own, I really didn't want to sleep in, the, in that house um, on my own for, for quite some time, actually. Um it's strange that um the feeling you get within a house because the house i'm in now um i've got no feeling whatsoever it when it's empty like it is right now it just it just feels empty like it's just me here there's nothing whereas in my previous house it's always felt like i don't know there's like eyes in the corner of the room watching you or or, or something's just sort of like someone's in the next room and just you feel like a yeah as you say like a presence it's just just know, don't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. But um, I've lived in like three houses with my husband and stuff, and I've never had anything like that ever again. It's just this one house. And my sister said, like, because my sister's boyfriend says to her, like, how would you know a house is haunted? And she's like, you just know, you just feel it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, my my experience with uh, my previous house, it all came um, when I was sleeping, actually. Like, I, you know, I witnessed most of the things um while i was asleep like i'd wake up to hearing a door slam 
or I'd wake up to knocking on my bedside cabinet and it was all targeted like to me and uh, yeah. um, it's like my other half I was like did you hear that like no no you're crazy and I'm like I definitely heard that and I had to like search the house to make sure that no one was in there yeah it's it's proper proper freaky when something like that happens to you because like, they always seem to like one person as well they always get attached to one person yes that's quite that's quite uh common isn't it again with um hormonal teenage girls <laughs> go seem to <laughs> go seem to love uh uh, the teenage girls but um maybe it will stop for you Nigel, because you grew out of your teenage girl phase <laughs> <laughs> we're saying that yeah like um in my teenage years that's when the experience stopped so i've had something on holiday once in a house but apart from that i've never had anything that is as weird as the house i grew up in one of my other friends she's a skeptic and she was like no your house wasn't right she was like something about you just wasn't right i can tell you about when my mum saw this big shadow if you want in the house yeah go for it I was about 19 because I was going out with this guy and he was like six foot three and he was a brick shit house, and he wasn't staying over. But my mum said she went to the loo and she said she didn't she went with all the lights out. I don't know why she just did. And she, she came out and she saw even in the dark this massive shape. And originally she thought, oh, it's Faye's boyfriend. And then she was like, he's not here. And it was stood in front of my door, just wouldn't let her pass. And she screamed that house down like i had a run back in her room and then my dad came shuffling out and he's like there's no one there jill there's no one there face boyfriend's not here and then i had to go to the loo and i was all like i'll have to hold it all night now because it's outside my door that was that was terrifying the screen she did is like a horror movie screen and it was like middle of the night and i was all like oh no <laughs> well i mean this sounds like um was it what they called uh is it shadow people yeah so usually when you see like the the black shadow they, they describe it as um blacker than black so it, it if it was it, it's a black that stands out against black which is kind of weird saying but um yeah they're, but they're meant to be um associated with uh as i say evil and malicious sort of uh spirits so i mean it's oh great it's, yeah <laughs> it's quite it's quite spooky and you said that that was seen twice in that house yeah so lucky for you your family aren't there anymore i know me actually me and my friend drove past that house yesterday and i'm like i wonder if they have anything like i want to ask but i don't want like they've got young kids so i don't want to be like oh how's the ghost and then the kids be like what? <laughs> traumatize them <laughs> yeah what kind of house is it? Could you describe it to us? I've got a picture of it, actually. I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, please do. It just looks like, I mean, it looks a bit trash now because the people that live there haven't really upkept it, but you, you wouldn't look twice at it. It just looks like a normal semi-detached house. It's just, you know, standard British house one. You said you have another story for us. So the one where you're on holiday, feel free to talk about that one. Uh, okay, so this was about five years ago we went on a big family holiday we stayed in where was it it was near wales it was like middle of nowhere and my mum was like oh i found this cottage really cheap we kept like joking like oh no one's been there since the murders and stuff because it was like tucked away on a hill and as we came into the village everyone stopped and stared at us like in a movie so it was like setting it all up and it was a beautiful house it was huge i think it had um I think it was like an Airbnb sort of thing more than I had. Like, I don't know, holiday sort of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. And who obviously did that before had had carers because they had um, downstairs, they had uh, one of those hospital beds. And it, it was a beautiful house, didn't feel anything. 
and then upstairs was like um kind of had an open plan balcony and at night time i woke up because i could hear someone running up and down the like the hallway and i was all like i don't want to wake up my husband because he's going to be like oh you're being stupid or whatever because he's a skeptic so i just laid there like there's definitely someone running up and down and I was like, I don't think my sister would be doing it or my parents. So, and then I went back to sleep. And in the morning, I said, who was running up and down? And my sister said, I heard that. And both my parents heard it. And my husband was actually awake and all night. He heard it all night. Yeah. And he went, oh, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? That was like, that's mostly him admitting something paranormal you'll ever get with my husband. <laughs> it's always good when something happens to a skeptic, like a full-on skeptic. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Take that. And it was just, and then we were like, then the house kind of felt different after a couple of days. We would hear it every single night about the same time. And it's like, I have a recurring dream every single night since, and it's about that house. Wow, no way. Yeah, every single night I have a dream about that house. Still to this day, you have a dream about yeah. that house? Yeah, wow. every single night for five years. What is the dream? Can you remember what the dream's about? Yeah, it's like it's falling apart and I'm just walking around it and I'm trying to find something in there. It's the same thing every single night. Have you looked into maybe the history of that house at all? No, I haven't. Had. I don't know why. I just never have. I probably should do. I've got to try and find where it was again. My mum should have all the details still. But we're like, well, now we know why it was so cheap and everyone was staring at us as we were going up the hill. <laughs> I've literally just got back from uh, Wales, actually. Uh, I should have probably uh, stayed at that cottage. <laughs> mm. I mean, it was, it was huge. It was huge. And it was, like, beautiful. But, like, and then there was this, the room that had the hospital bed and me and my sister were too scared to go in there. We were like, to my husband, can you get us a blanket from the dead room? <laughs> the dead room. <laughs> Just too scared to go in there after that. But, yeah, that was, that's so weird. Like, that house is real, stayed with me. Yeah, it's fascinating that you're still having those dreams. Do you think there's, um like, something has kind of stayed with you or, you know, got inside you <laughs> yeah and it feels like ghosts seem to really like me and i don't know why because i'm not that interesting oh maybe you have that um you know that special touch that kind of maybe you're a medium without knowing it or clairvoyant oh well, that'd be annoying maybe if you explored <laughs> here like, <laughs> shut up i'm trying to sleep <laughs> yeah yeah maybe if you explored that side more and kind of enhanced the skills you you know you you could be if if they're constantly trying to communicate with you then um who knows yeah i wouldn't mind because like my, my dad has like ghosts like my dad as well he's had some weird stuff happen to him as a kid and stuff so he was um he was too young to go to a funeral but it was like my nan's nan had died or something and um so my dad was too young to go so he stayed with some friends in the nan's house and he'd never met this nan ever because he was she was old and he was too young and so my grandparents went to the funeral came back and said to my dad oh did you have a nice time with auntie whoever and he went oh yeah i spoke to the old lady in the chair and it was the lady whose funeral they were at just got shivers down my spine creepy yeah they were just like okay andrew let's go home <laughs> please let's not talk about the old lady let's just crack on yeah like my, my, my granddad used to go ghost hunting in saint ives and stuff and we're quite a weird family. No, it's cool. I mean, St. Ives is a very old town, uh, town, so it's got a lot of history. I used to live there, actually. And, uh, oh, yeah. did you? Yeah, so I'm sure there's some there's some stories to tell there. Is that that 
is it Golden Line? Is that what it's called, pub? Yeah. That's supposed to be really haunted. That's where he did ghost hunting. Oh, nice. I used to live about 10 doors down from it. Oh, right. <laughs> Didn't fit well. You have had a ghost coming in your house. I think my house was... I never experienced anything. It was massive. Uh, it was like a big flat. And um, it was, I think it's from the 1700s. Oh, really um, old it, then? It was really old. But yeah, I never experienced anything there. And I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time there like, for two years by myself. And yeah, nothing at all. You never know, though, do you, where they're going to be? So, because apparently a lot of new builds, like new build houses, are quite haunted because of the land they're on. I've heard that. So, like, you know, you're not safe anywhere from them. Another one I've been is, have you ever been to Gravefriars in Scotland? No. It's um a graveyard. Okay, cool. And it's beautiful. Like, it's over the top. And we went on a tour there, me and my family, years ago. And they said, like, so you, you go around and you look at all the graves and they're all, like, tombs. They're, like, huge. And they say there's um, the grave fires poltergeist. And they talk about it on Uncanny recently, actually. And um, so we went there. And then it was a really hot day. It was, like, height of summer. You know, even in Scotland, that's not that warm. But And um, I remember I, I got really cold, like, freezing like I wasn't scared before but it was like someone had tipped a bucket of ice water on me and like they were like yeah you can't come in because the poltergeist is so dangerous I think it said it's one of the most dangerous poltergeists in the world yeah so then my mom was like well I'll stay outside with Faye because you know she was probably scared so my dad and sister went into the tomb with the tour and mom, my sister and my dad didn't stand near each other and they said the tour guide was talking you know doing the whole blah 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 and they could hear someone else copying what they were saying like whispering in an undertone and no and he said they're looking around and no one was doing it that sounds awesome i'd i'd love to visit we'll have to go i won't go back there it's horrible yeah it's ho- really it's that bad yeah really bad like apparently there's six levels of poltergeist and he's a level five wow all right so faye thank you so much for joining us uh we've really enjoyed listening to your stories and uh by the sounds of it we've got some new and exciting places to visit we really appreciate you coming on and we really appreciate listening to the podcast as well. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Bye. As our tales of the supernatural draw to a close, we must say goodbye for another week. But fear not, dear listeners. If you are hungry for more bone-chilling tales, join us again next Wednesday for our next haunting journey together. If you're enjoying the show, remember to come find us on social media. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook with the tag at Your Ghost Stories Podcast. If you've got your own story to tell us and want to get involved and join in on the show, please email us at yourghoststoriespodcasts at gmail.com. Until next week, sleep tight. (laughs) 